Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Above the Bar podcast, a show about a middle-aged father, current events, and how these things affect my everyday life. Alrighty, folks, welcome to the Above the Bar podcast. It is a special Saturday episode. It is just a few days before we kick off the only sport in America. As the saying went, and I think it was in uh, every given Sunday, they actually took Sundays away from God. The NFL season will be starting this Thursday. I have to look. I saw just a minute ago who was who was playing on this Thursday night. But I don't remember. But this Thursday we go live. So if we're going to do football, I figure we do it with somebody who knows it intricately, personally, lived it. My team, I'm rocking my, my baseball because it is still baseball season for a week now. My baseball style Baltimore Ravens jersey. We brought with us one of the top 25 undrafted free agents in Baltimore Raven history, offensive lineman. Every season he played with the Baltimore Ravens, he never missed a game. A legend on that O-line, Mr. Beanie Anderson. Beanie, welcome to the bar. Hey, hey man. Thanks for having me, man. I really do appreciate it. And and we brought Nate also. Nate don't know how to play football. Nate don't know none. We brought Nate. Nate's here. Y'all know Nate. Nate can't draft in fantasy football, save his life. He drafts a kicker first round. Only guy I know, he, dra- he drafted Joe Montana this year. <laughs> For those of y'all ain't watching the live, Nate is making faces at me. Hi, Nate. Nate, you, it's a podcast. You got to talk. Nate. You got me backstage. No, I don't. You're live. Everybody can see you. <laughs> Hold on, so- man. So, as always, folks, we got to do a little bit of house cleaning here. Uh, Mr. Mr. Beanie Anderson has come on live with us, and it is greatly appreciated. There you are, good sir. We got you live with a little video now, now Beanie. Right. Uh, and we appreciate it. I got to give a shout-out. What what high school are you at now, coaching? Uh, I'm at a Westminster Christian Academy here in St. Louis, Missouri. Westminster Christian Academy. Christian Academy yep. put a tattoo on somebody today, 42-0. and 0. Put a little little work in today. So Put a little work give, a, in today. give a shout out to all them young men for all of us that are our, our uh Al Bundy days are behind us. We wanna give a little love and a little support to those young men that are out there every day, two a days, making it happen, putting in the extra time in the weight room, getting ready to play. I give them all the credit in the world. I'm I miss them days. Yeah, those kids work hard, man. They have a good experience. They learn how to be teammates and learn how to uh, play the game of football the way it needs to be played. And, and you know, you, you said it right there. They learn how to be teammates. You that I always said playing football was like being in the Marine Corps. You can't do it all on your own. No. John Rambo was a movie. So we're going to do a little bit of our housekeeping before we get started. Beanie, I got this thing. So you might not have heard. You see what's behind me, right? You see what's mm-hmm. on the other side of the mic? That's right. I see it. Yeah. So we got this little thing we call it sticker and a cause. So if you have something that you support, something you believe in, 
if they turn around and they send that sticker to hit me up, send me a sticker. I will read about it on my show. Okay. Helping gain support for whatever their program is, whatever another podcast, if they're a comedian or if they've got a charitable organization that they're working towards helping out, we do that. So if you, you've got something, send it to me. The other thing is whatever you're listening to this one, make sure you like subscribe to the podcast, like the uh, Facebook page, the YouTube page, your support is what grows this and gets other people to know what's going on. And last but not least, we have to always share this show to every Facebook page you belong to. So you get kicked off of all them yard sale sites. That's the goal is every yard sale page should be like, no, you can't put your stuff up here. <laughs> you got to put your stuff up on there. And then the last, but far from least, I don't know. You didn't get to, I, I tried to find you. Do you have a big social media presence before we get into this? You know, uh, I do the Facebook. I'm getting into it. Well, my, excuse me, my sons were getting recruited. And I guess the way recruiting works is through Twitter. So I'm starting to get into Twitter. Um, so, yeah, I'm learning, man. I saw your one boy's IG and I thought it was you at first. Uh, yeah. It, you know what? Yeah, it used to be me. But now when they Google Benny Anderson. He pops up. I, I, I put it up and I was like, oh, it, oh, that says Junior. Never mind. But, uh. <laughs> So we, we try to share this around, but we had a lot of great videos. Uh, we have a new, our first ever sponsor uh, who was a guest of ours. His name's Andrew Dibble. Andrew uh, created our social media and created all the media that he featured a lot of amazing stuff for you. It's called Media by Dibble. Uh, how it works. Uh, but there it goes. Uh, got a, I lost my copy. Don't yell at me, Andrew. Uh, so... Media by Dibble. If you need to increase your podcast, you've got something you're doing, you want to make it better. What you need to do is you need to reach out by Media by Dibs. Media by Dibs. He's on Facebook, Instagram, all your local media. Reach out to Media by Dibs. Andrew Dibble. If you mention to him belly up to the bar, you're going to get 10% off of your uh, first order and a free consultation for him to tell you what works best for you. Once again, make sure you support Media by Dibs. Andrew Dibble. All right. Can you hear us now, Nate? Yes. There we go. So the reason can you we hear me, we can hear you. So what we needed here is we needed Mr. Beanie on today because next this Thursday, we got the season starting and I wanted to get his opinion on this year's power rankings from ESPN. So what we're going to do, we're going to break down the top 10 that ESPN has given us, how he feels, how we all feel. Are these folks in the right spot? And who we think might be a dark horse is going to come out of nowhere and who might be overpowered. Sounds great. All right. So the first in the, in the power rankings, number 10, uh, the quarterback known as porn star, Jimmy himself. (laughs) Do they still call, call him at, I don't know. Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. They lost one spot by ESPN after the draft. They were number nine. ESPN after the draft dropped them to ten. What? How do we feel about this, gents? Are they are they in the right spot? Or are they uh, over under? Where? Do, what do we think here? Oh, initial reaction is that they're overrated uh, at ten. Um, do they even have a quarterback that they are sold on? That would be my first question. Is it Garoppolo or is it Trey Lance? They drafted Trey Lance. Yep. 
And if Garoppolo is the man, then you you wasted a number three pick, and not necessarily wasted long term. But if this year is the year that you're supposed to press forward, that pick could have been used for another piece of the puzzle. If you're trying to win now, what do you think, Nate? I think they're over because if they drafted Trey Lance, they don't have faith in Garoppolo carrying for a full season. See, I think they're they're a solid 10. Right there at that 10 mark, you know, you look at what's around them, look at the teams that they're playing. I think they sit at a a good solid 10. They put Pittsburgh at 11. They should be 32. That's just because they're Pittsburgh, though. Exactly. Shit on them. Um, So so, so are you saying that 10 is – so uh, let me understand. So ten is playoff, but not championship caliber. Absolutely, they're they're going to make the playoffs. Okay. I don't see any reason why they don't. Uh, I'm having a brain fart right now on his name. Who's the uh, the tight end that they've got? Um, God, what the hell is his name? I can't think of his name right now. I have to go. Kittle, go. George Kittle. Kittle. I mean, I yeah. think you've got a, Kittle. you've got solid players. They've got a solid O line. There's there's not really. You know, every team can make improvements, you know, except for who they think is number one, which I think is interesting to me when we get to number one. They have a young defense. And here's why I say it's interesting who they have as number one. How do you not – and I'll tell you right this. Here's the teaser. It's not the Super Bowl champions. Mm-hmm. How do you not make a Super Bowl champions a number one? I, ne- I don't get it. Um, But I, I agree with you. Trey Lance – um. He's number three pick overall. Would you start him over Jimmy, though? Would you start him over Jimmy Pornstar and just let him get he his He hasn't even really played Division One, has he? Well, well, he played He played at the FCS level, and they, they were a powerhouse. But, um, yeah, if I draft you number three, even at the quarterback position, you have to play because you – Right. Yeah. Because he's if you, number three, you're franchise caliber, right? I'm I'm drafting you to be the face of the franchise. Exactly. Uh, yes, he plays immediately. Like so, you so you're sitting, Jimmy. I'm trading Jimmy. Now I agree with that. Who do you think? Now there are some interesting ones there. Now I don't want to go off on a tangent, but who do you think would have beat their door down to take him? Uh. Beat their door down. Raiders could use them. Las Vegas just use a team. Thank no. you. Silly I'm, ass Las Vegas. Um, I would imagine. Um, to me, when you trade for a quarterback who's making twenty some odd million dollars, Denver. Denver would be great. I think Denver. Yes, Denver. Yes, I'm. I'm with you, Nate. Now, but do you trade? Does Denver have the draft picks? to give up or the players to give up for, because if you're going to trade a Garoppolo, you want something for a guy like that. You're not right. giving up. You're not giving him up for um, a third round draft pick, a compet, a, a compensary pick a, and a bucket of uh fried chicken here. Like, you know, these silly draft things that we see, but you're, you're, you need for him. Well, you need for that $20 million salary to be off your books as well. I go Denver. Or not Denver, but uh, Detroit. Well, they, they just they just swapped for uh, the, the Rams quarterback, right? Yeah, they just traded. 
But wouldn't that have been a better choice for them if if Jimmy would have been there draft time? I agree. Because you know who would have been better, Miami, if they I mean, didn't just pick up Houston's quarterback. But is what's his name? Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again, Nate. Miami got Houston's quarterback, D- uh, D- Watson. Deshaun um, D- D- really? Watson. Yeah. When was that announced? It was announced last week, wasn't it? Hold on. Google time. Beanie got that face too. Hold on. Uh, I got to Google. For all my listeners, whoever's out there listening that can outdo me on the uh, Google, if you can Google faster than I can, let's verify. Uh, Somebody just sent me a text. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, Let's see. At least 10 of Deshaun Watson's accusers. Nope, that was – oh. He's got 10 accusers. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah. Uh, forces force a trade by telling the Texans he's he's ready to play. Could now nah, he's still with the Texans, bro. He didn't get traded. Okay. He didn't get traded. You had us all. I know there was a lot of talk there for a while. You and some inside shit. But Miami would be a good fit too for Garoppolo. So where do we say that we so I say they stay right where they're at. What do you say? Where do where do you think they should fall to there, uh Beanie? I'm thinking they're middle. I'm thinking they're middle of the pack. I think they're on the, the fringes of the of a playoff berth. So I would put them around 14, 15. Let's go. Let's go 15. 15, middle middle of the road. Nate. Yeah, 15. I'm I'm leaving them right where they're at. I I, I think they still got uh some juice in the tank. Uh, Dibble's on here right now with us, our media partner, saying uh go Panthers. <laughs> I don't know where they're gonna go, bro. Uh. And there's my own. Didn't they just cut Will Gear? Uh, now next on this list, uh, I think we. I, this, now this one to me, this is going to be an overpowered, in my opinion, because I think uh, everyone's got their running backs number now, but they've got the Tennessee Titans at a number nine. What are we thinking here, Nate? You go first. I think they should be lower. Now, what, what's your thoughts Titans is a powerhouse. I mean, they got the wide receivers and running backs. But they – Harold Landry on the hot seat. I mean, what do, you, what do we think? They here? did well last year, though. I don't you know, know. You know, you said Tennessee Titans number nine, right? Number nine. I think, I think that's too high a number for them. I think that's uh, I think that's right, right where they should be. I think they were a solid playoff team. Uh, if some things can go the way that they need them to go, I think they can make make a possible run. Really? I, think they were, I think they could be anywhere from a seven to a nine. Hmm. So they're they're saying right now. This is an interesting one. I, I'm just picking up some notes here real quick. Ryan Crow, uh, linebacker coach, is not allowing Landry. To, to use his speed rushing camp. What would be the reasoning behind that? I don't even understand that. Well, he needs to develop another move. Beanie, I'm going to tell you something. You might have Kreskin-like abilities. You could be a psychic. That's exactly <laughs> what this says, is he needs to develop other moves. Yeah. Look at you. Did you ever play I was thinking he ain't on him injured. Did you ever play in the NFL, Beanie? I mean, you're pretty good at this. I mean, you, you're pretty good at this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
I don't know. I, I just feel like, you know, maybe I'm just still a Tennessee hater from back in the day. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, they, they just always seem like that team to me that gets a couple of a good runs in with them. They do have a great coaching staff. I will tell you, uh, I think their coaching staff is phenomenal over there. And they've just, that's to me, that's the heart of that team is their Yeah. Coaching. Yeah. I, I, th- I, th- these Tennessee Titans are not the Tennessee Titans that we are used to. I, I don't think this no, they're not. I don't think the organization and the leadership there will just be content with being mediocre. I think this is one of those progressive coaching staffs that are constantly looking for ways to get better. Uh, so I, I don't think they're going to rest on their laurels like the Titans of the past. Oh yeah, the the old the old Titans were you know, yeah. They, I just seven to nine, nine and seven, eight right. and eight every year. Right. You, you you might play them hard. You might see a couple good games out of them, but they were never over that hump. Yeah, they were never over that. Um. So what we're all gonna say? I'm gonna say they're. See, I would feel like they're a middle of the pack to me. They yeah. could go either way. I think they're on the fringes of contending. I, I would put them more on that that fringe level. Um, I just never, I never get a. Whenever I watch a Tennessee game, I never feel like. They, oh, they've got this at every yeah. at any minute. I never they never are a team that I sit and I watch. So, you know, you think about a Kansas City. You never go into watching a Kansas City game. Right. Not believing that at any minute. Oh, you know, the moment that ball snapped, they got it. Yeah. So, so uh, you know, I think about a Tennessee team and, and, and I don't even feel like they're a grinding team. They're not. They, uh, they're not. They are. They really they are a finesse team with a big back. And uh, I don't think I don't think they I don't think they really can. They are proving yet that they can close out a game on the defensive side. Now, now you talk about big backs. I have to ask this question. Mm -hmm. Uh, In your days, did you play against Christian Okoye or any of them? Uh, No, but I I played with, in my opinion, I blocked for the greatest big back in NFL history. Jamal Lewis. He was a monster. Oh, man. I taught my, I taught my, he's now 25 year old son, yeah. uh, how to, when he played football, I made him run like Jamal. Now, unfortunately, he's five, five and about 125 pounds wet with rocks <laughs> in his pocket. Um, but my man would hit a hole and he all, this was a Jamal thing. Yeah. His legs never stopped. That man's legs never stopped. Jam, uh, Jamal is the only person that I've ever, you can hit literally hear him hitting the hole, and it sounded like a. It actually sounded like a bottle rocket. You know who catched them all, don't you? No. Me. No, who? Ernest Piner. Yeah, yeah. Him, Eb was there, and also uh, Matt Simon. They both they coach man. They coached Jamal so hard. That's why he was a great player. Mm-hmm. I loved him. I was a big – well, do you remember the days when they used to say that every player on the Ravens was going to be named Lewis? <laughs> Ray Lewis, Jamal Lewis, Jermaine Lewis. We were just yeah. have, it was going to be the Lewises. Hey, they worked for us. There's a big Super Bowl commercial on that too for Super Bowl 35. Was there? I don't even remember that. Yeah. Now, now we're going to go to number eight. Now, number eight has to be a fan favorite, not necessarily a Baltimore fan favorite, but an NFL fan favorite. Who um 
interestingly enough, I could have seen them draft early a quarterback only because I don't know if their quarterback, how much, how many more years he's got. Number eight, Seattle Seahawks. Too high. Eight's too high for them. You think they're they're on the backside of, of the legacy? Uh, absolutely. Um, I think Russ Wilson still has a lot in their tank, but they can never they have never figured out their offensive line. I think their left tackle is holding out. Um, they they've never figured it out, and they haven't had a decent pass rush in what three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and right now, I actually have them as maybe definitely the second best team in their own division, and possibly the third best. Really, you're no, you you're dropping them that far. I am. Who are you putting as number one in that division? Well, I'm putting the Rams. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That, that's another hot cold team. Hot cold. It is. What do you, What do you think in there? Didn't they just trade a lot of players? Who? Uh, Seattle or the Rams? No, the Rams. That I don't know. Well, I, they, I don't... Yeah, they traded. They got Matt Stafford, a quarterback, and I think. Um, they just got a, a running back. The Rams back. got somebody from them too. Yeah, the Rams just got the running back from uh, New England, Sony Michelle. Now you mentioned somebody. He's a good right? running back too. Yeah. If if you don't, I'm going to put this out here, and I mean this with all the love in my heart. If you don't like Matt Stafford, you don't like football, <laughs> and you can go ahead and log off now. Right. That is the most heart and soul down and dirty play through anything. He, I God, I wish him and Barry would have been playing at the same time. God, that team would have been. He could take a hit. I don't look. Yeah. Jeff George used to say that shit too. Look, I can take a hit. Um, I just always, did you, have you ever, I know we're sidebarring right here for a minute, but have you ever seen where he, almost had the same exact injury as his college injury with the shoulder and it was dipped mm-hmm. and he did it happened to him in the NFL. Mm. No, I didn't know that. So he had a bad, co- a bad injury in college um, where it was a shoulder injury. And like, did he, he still play out that game too. Yes. He played and it was a best big thing. He went out and he like finished, you know, drug it up, drug the shoulder and he would like, he would get the pass going and, he had that same thing. It's just like, um, Benny, if you can't tell, I'm horrible with names. Nope. I can describe Brian Leftwich. Thank you. See, how did you know? See, did I talk about this before, Nate? And you remembered it? No. The Byron I just remember that injury. And he had that in the NFL, too. He did the same thing. The leg injury. Yep. So, so we're saying they're too high. I think we can all kind of agree this Seattle being a number eight is an emotional placement. It's it's a nostalgia. It's it's nostalgia. No, it's gone. I mean, I'm 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 double checking some of their notes here. Uh, Rashad Penny, you know, number twenty seven overall pick in twenty eighteen. He's never really produced. No, he can't no. beat out the other guy. Uh, Carson. Yeah, he can't beat him out. So we're. I think we can all kind of agree this is a an emotional placement, not really a great one. Nate, you got anything to put on that one? 
I thought of another one who could use Garoppolo. Arizona. That's where all great players go to die. <laughs> NFL graveyard. I, I, I was thinking more so the Redskins. I'm no, sorry. The Washington football team could have used Garoppolo. Don't they have? Do they have a name yet? Yeah, the Washington no. football team. Ah, <laughs> uh, now this next one, I'm okay with it. I actually completely agree with it, and I think it's good for AFC Central. Number seven, Cleveland Browns. I, I, I'm look. They played solid football last year. They 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 looked good towards the end of the season. Um, I think I'm not buying the Baker Mayfield that you know Odell Beckham uh, is is something to be. Oh, it's not Odell. Look, Odell not being there when he's not there. It's not that he is a distraction. It's he's a paycheck and a big name that you feel obligated to mm-hmm. throw to. It he's not it, it's it's more of an obligation. It's kind of like if Jordan's on your team, you feel obligated to make sure he touches that ball. Right. Odell Beckham is that player. He's a phenomenal player, but he's on that field, you yeah. feel obligated to get him the ball. Right. You know, but I I I think they're a solid seven. I, I don't see any issues with that. And I think they I, I think they're gonna be real they're gonna be our real competition the next couple of years until Pittsburgh gets their shit together. See, I, I I'm not as high on Cleveland and the reason being I think a lot of us, you know, we remember Cleveland beating Pittsburgh the last game of the season and then beating them in the playoffs. That was at that point, that was a, a, a Pittsburgh's team that was barely hanging on. And so I'm not ready to call them, num- give them number seven. I would put them maybe at 10 right behind the Titans. Okay. Because I, I kind of see them and the Titans kind of in the same vein on the fringes. Of being I, a- I think it's fair. Um, Three, three pro bowlers. Um, What are, what are you thinking there? I mean, and I'll give, I'll give you that. B. I think they're still there. They're in that playoff hunt. They're right yeah. there in it. I think they're at six. Wow, really? So, so you're bo- you're boosting them. Why? That defense. I mean, they they bolstered that defense. Wow, six. And they already had the weapons on offense. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Wow. I think they could surprise you this year. I mean, I think they had the potential. Because Pittsburgh don't have it. Pittsburgh ain't shit. Pittsburgh. All those first-round draft picks may pay off for them. Hmm? Yeah, they may. I just don't – I mean – Wow. I think Cleveland Browns are who they are. I don't think there's much – they may take – I don't know. I'm, I'm not convinced. I, I got to give uh, – I'm going to have to give them a – I think they got – I don't know. I still feel like they're a solid seven. Um, but this could be the longest part of the conversation. And I don't and, – and I think, you know, 
I think they put us in the wrong spot. You know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, our beloved purple and black pay, played like a raven. Uh, the city carries them on their back. Our Baltimore Ravens, they're putting them at a six. And, and I almost want to name off what? the one they put higher. And I agree with who they got on the hot seat, though. They're putting Bradley Boozman on the hot seat. Our center game was garbage last year. Yeah. They yeah. made worse. worse he was in center last year, though. He was guard. No, no, no. But I'm just saying our center game in general. Boozman's on the hot seat right. because he's taking that position. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I think six is where we, I think six is good. You think six is good? I would have called us a four because when I see the other two teams that are ahead of us, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. One yeah, I would call us a four. You know, Skip Bayless hates us. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna go with six. And uh, the reason why I would go with six is I still don't know if we have an interior pass rush. Uh, Campbell, you know, that's what he was brought in to do. And I know he was banged up quite a bit last year. Uh, you know, you don't necessarily heal by getting a year older. Uh, so I'm a little concerned with that. And then, you know, we did trade uh, L- Little Zeus. Um, Thank you. you know, it's, it's tough, man, to give up a 25-year-old that was upsetting. Uh, Pro Bowl offensive tackle who was still on his rookie contract. What What was the re- – did, did we ever really hear a reasoning other than – I mean, it's always hard. We watch – I, I mean, think it was more he wanted to. I mean, we said an odd. He wanted to go to Kansas City. So he wanted to play left tackle or something, right? He He wasn't going to get a shot at left tackle here. Was he a left tackle in college? Yes. Yeah. So so that was his. And from my uncle, Schittsburg. Absolutely. We have stories about that place. Um, But, but yeah, I I just. God, I. We'll get to them in a second, but I feel like the two teams they put ahead of us, I'm just not buying those two teams being a four and a five. But now this one comes up to me. as an, And I think – Beanie's going to be back on, folks, so I don't want to get into all the details. He's going to come back on on a Wednesday on our regular live show, and we're going to talk about his life coming up, what it was like to be drafted, what it, or I should say undrafted, and now to be ranked as one of the 25 greatest – undrafted Ravens in Raven history. We're not talking, hey, he's pretty good, in Ravens history. In Ozzie, top, we top five, Sean, top five. You're in the top – well, you're a top. You're in the 25, but you're the top five ever. Right. Think about that. <clears throat> Most of us have never been top five in anything other than getting no. trouble in school. <laughs> this pretty is a man <laughs> who, who changed the face. And, and, and this is something I, – I mean, you had – you had to protect quarterbacks for Baltimore. You kept running backs. You made holes that I could have run through. And I wasn't running through shit. All right. How would you feel? And I'm I'm curious about this. Would you, and if this is if this is something you can't answer, brother, I understand that. Would you or how do offensive linemen feel? with a guy like a Lamar uh, that they have to uh, protect? Is, is it a pain in the butt, or is it like, no, I can adjust to that? 
Well, you know, it's a two-way street. One, yeah, can he pat the ball a little bit long? Yes. But can he also make you look good when you look bad by making guys miss and not necessarily have to be on a spot in order to make plays? Uh, so that too, you know, it, it kind of, you take the good with the, you know, he's he's just a phenomenal quarterback, a phenomenal athlete. So you definitely want to protect him and, you know, get the opportunity to block for him, you know, but him moving around and all that, can he uh, move into a sack? Yeah, absolutely. But uh, overall, you, you'd much rather block for him than from a, a guy who's going to sit on the spot, unless that guy is, you know who. Oh, he the second greatest quarterback in NFL history. Dude, uh, Dan Marino's number two. Elway's number one. No, number one is Johnny Unitas. Yeah, that's true too. Johnny, you the, the Johnny. general. I that's a whole nother conversation. Yeah, yeah, I truly really yeah. believe that like. Goat is generational. Yeah. Goat is generational. Like Brady is who he is, but Brady's not playing in Montana's era. Montana's but not the game changed. That's why I said it. It's generational. It's completely generational. That you know, Johnny U did, never had a helmet on, you know, with somebody whispering in his right. ear. Um, but I'm always curious about how how offense and now now are you the head coach for the for your school there in St. Louis? No, I'm the offensive line coach. Okay, that makes absolutely perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but now, do you see with the Patrick Mahomes and the um, Lamar Jacksons of today, do you see these kids trying to emulate that at all? Uh, absolutely. Um, so I'm in. I'm in St. Louis. Of course, we don't have a team, so we get all the the, the Chiefs games. Okay. Um, so yeah, you definitely see that. Uh, the kids trying to emulate. Uh, well, I wouldn't even say the kids; more so the coaches. Uh, the the coaches on the high school level, on the youth level, uh, for a lot of them aren't really that good, and they don't do a lot of professional development. So you know, they kind of try to pull off what they see on TV, and a lot of times those kids just cannot do it. So what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of kids who are being asked to do things that they can't because coaches are looking for a Lamar Jackson or trying to run the same plays that Patrick Mahomes run, but the kids just can't do it. So, yeah, so I kind of see it on the opposite end. So, yeah, I, is, is it like when we see the the baseball coach trying to get a kid to throw a curveball? Kid ain't got no business. He's going to be Tommy John surgery by the time he's 19. Exactly. That's exactly it. Got it. I, I was interested on, on how you saw that and how your feels were. So, so I, I'm saying Baltimore should be a four. I'm not saying a number one. I'm not using emotional, but I, I'm saying we're a number four. Okay. I'm saying we're a number four. But the other side to it is when you're getting this six through through one portion, flip a coin, I guess you could almost say, these are all playoff teams. These are all teams that are in contention. Yeah. These are all teams that, that could easily play in the Super Bowl. Right. At any point, where you you say they're solid at six, there, Beanie. Yeah, I, I like I like us at six. Yes, Nate. I have to agree with you. I'd say four. But I I think Beanie's gonna like this next one. I, I he's already kind of uh gave us a little bit of a you know what this, they got a shot at this. Uh, I love their I I have to say I love this team's quarter or coach. There's a lot of great coaches out there today. Mm-hmm. Um. And they've got great pedigrees. 
some some phenomenal phenomenal pedigrees out there. Uh, and I think this guy's got one of those pedigrees. They're putting number five down from four post draft. And I'm gonna say these St. Louis Rams. Is that a, can we put it on the St. Louis Rams? No, they L.A. Rams, man. All they, right, they the left, LA Rams. Yeah, and we don't like Cronky. <laughs> so they got the Rams at five. Uh, their statement is when Rams camp training camp opened, Allen appeared to be the second in a competition with Austin Corbett to earn the starting job at center. Interesting. So, you know, Sean McVay, is he a mad genius? Um, put it like this. I think – I don't even think we've seen uh, 20% of what Sean McVay is going to bring to the NFL. Uh, yeah, he is – he is what uh, – not Schottenheimer. What's the guy named in uh, San Francisco? Oh, uh, what's – not much. Uh, we both almost said Marty Schottenheimer, um, and it's not a uh, Harbaugh either. Um, God, I can think of every yeah. coach who was ever out there, but him. Yeah, but yeah, McVeigh McVeigh is what people want that guy to be. Is it McVay. Shanahan? No. Yeah, Shanahan. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, McVeigh is. Oh man, yeah. He is the and boy genius even, now, the mad genius. And I'm not even a Rams fan, but. That guy, yeah, man, he, yeah. I'm, I'm very interested to see what Stafford does. I mean, Matthew Stafford in that program, but is Matt? God, and I love Matthew, but, but I mean, are we pulling a uh, Peyton Manning here, going to Denver? No. You think he's still got that much gas in the tank? Yes. Remember, Peyton, Peyton was coming off his shoulders uh, neck. surgery. Was it shoulder or neck? I thought it was neck. Well, oh, yeah, you're right. Neck, neck, neck. Neck, neck and he had some nerve damage, right? Mm-hmm. And his arm was yeah. never the same. I, I don't think – I think Stafford is, is – is got a lot left. Still got the juice. But you think they're a five? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's a star league, man. I disagree. I, I can't. I think they're lower. Think they're lower? Now, tell me why, Nate. I mean, you and I are, are a couple of fantasy football armchair armchair quarterbacks playing that my, my shit goes through. My man Beanie looks at the game and, and goes, did you see that? Uh, Beanie, I would love for you to sit down with my 25-year-old and watch football <laughs> only because I would feel educated. Because he watches it. Benny, goes, you're welcome back on this show anytime too. He he right. watches. It, he probably watches it like you do, and goes, "Did you see that? Did you see the way his shoulder moved? He's about to do this, Dad." And he never mm-hmm. played in the NFL. Never played in college. He just right. has that vision. He always had it. I used to tell him all the time. He should have been a, a high school coach. He did like I did. I did 20 years in the Marine Corps. He went into the Coast Guard, mm-hmm. which was fine. I'm good with that. Happy, proud dad. But he could have been. Oh. So, so, Nate, you're saying they're lower. I, I, I understand. I got I think they lost too many players. Too many. Who all they lose? They lost the cornerback and safety to the Browns. They did gain a quarterback, though. 
but it's just it's a new team. I mean, but the mad genius. I feel like he's like he really is like Belichick. Mm-hmm. He really does. You know, he's an offensive Belichick. Yeah, like what do you? I think they're more like a six. So you're just bumping them down one. You're not really. I mean, not really yeah. anything crazy. But but he is the offensive version of Belichick. He is that. You know, he give me give me the Frankenstein parts that you have left over, and I'll make this competitive. That's right. I, look, you might have sold me. You might have sold me, but you didn't. This next one, you can't sell me on this one. I'm not buying this one. There is too much turmoil in that in that locker room. The this quarterback, in my opinion, is you know he needs to go do his insurance commercials. He needs to go find somebody else, somewhere else to play. I'm I'm really done with the quarterback drama out of this city, and I just don't see it. I'm done with it. The Green Bay Packers at four. Yeah, that's my yeah. I, I agree totally. Like before the before the summer was over, you know, we we were all thinking he was going to go play some. You know, Aaron Rodgers was going to go play somewhere else. Like, how does? How are they a four? I don't understand that. Can can either one of you educate me and help me feel better about them being in this conversation? Is it is it their is it their division? Um, you know Minnesota, Chicago. Who else is in there? I mean, um, it's 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 the quarterback. It's more and, the division uh, and the respect for the quarterback. Now, now I think Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but. Sure. I can't remember the last time he won a game that counted. Neither can he. <laughs> When's the last time he was in the playoffs? He, well, he was in the playoffs, but he don't he don't yeah. win the big one. Right. And it and they used to blame it on uh Mike uh God, what was their, their coach's name? Um uh, McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Oh, it was McCarthy's fault. It was all him. It was it was their chemistry. We're gonna get rid of him in the next the next one will come in and everything will be better. Um, I, I'm not, I'm not buying it. He's a coach killer, man. No, he really is. He is that prima donna. It, you know, and, and for a sidebar for a minute, the goat was the goat for a reason, but nobody was taking out Belichick. And he could have. You think he could ever got rid of Belichick? Do you think Kraft would have got rid of Belichick? If uh, no, no, you don't think if Brady would have been like, I'm not playing for him. No. Well, you saw what happened. Brady went elsewhere. Coaches, coaches' shelf life are a lot longer than players. So uh, can we all agree that that they're they're a much like if I'm gonna put them in the top ten, they're. I would put them at as an eight or a nine. I would never put them as a number four. What, what are we all thinking here? I mean, definitely not a number four. See, I, I was thinking maybe 11. Maybe four. 11. Maybe seven. I could see an 11. Like, they're just not – I'm not buying them. No. Uh, I'm just no. not – I'm not buying them. I, I could almost tell you right now my overpowered. That's my overpowered. I'll tell it to you right now. They're my overpowered. I just right. don't see it. Like there, there's no business. But I think I, I think you'll both agree with my uh, underrated. I think you both agree with my underrated. Wait. 
Did you notice how ESPN likes to cater to certain teams like the Packers, the Steelers? Well, have you ever heard that term, certain teams travel well? Mm -hmm. Right. And and the Packers travel well. The Steelers travel well. You can go... You can go anywhere and you're going to see a Packers jersey. You're going to see a Steelers jersey. They just travel well. You know, Raiders jersey. Arizona could win the next three Super Bowls. And outside of Arizona, you're not going to see an Arizona jersey. No. You know, it just it doesn't matter. Packers, Cowboys, there's just certain teams. That, you know, thank God for, you know, one of my favorite eras of music, 80s gangster rap, and the, Ram, or and the uh, Raiders travel well. You know, yes. before then, you know, you were like, eh, they're okay. Um, this one is a this one is a personal pick, and I'll tell you why here in a minute, Beanie. But I don't know if they're at this level. Interesting to put them this high. I think again, could be an overpowered here. Um, but Beanie, did you know I got a I got a cut co- my cousin in the NFL? No. Uh a little feller by the name of Trent Murphy. Okay, yeah, I heard that name. Yeah, he's the starting outside linebacker for the uh, Buffalo Bills. That's my, that's my first cousin's oldest boy. Okay. Um, the the running joke in my father's side of the family is I am the smallest human, whether male mm-hmm. or female, at five foot eight. Um, even the women are taller than me, five nine, five ten, and above. Oh man. Yeah, and then there's me. So they're all mm-hmm. six, six. They're all six six and six seven. It's oh, a man. whole thing. But they're putting the Buffalo Bills um, number three. Are they a number three power ranking coming into the season? Are they really that dangerous? They got a hell of a quarterback. I love their quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, he, you know who he reminds me of is Steve Young. The bigger Steve Young. Yes. Cause, cause yeah. Here's what people forget about Steve. I agree with that. Steve Young was a mobile running quarterback. People forget often that Steve Young um, used to actually like be a threat to run the ball. Cheryl, you're absolutely right. Drew is absolutely right. Josh Allen is a beast. He is absolutely a beast. Uh, so they have a solid quarterback. I don't know offhand who their running back is. I, I couldn't tell you right now. Um, no, neither can I. It. it it's nothing. They've got a good coaching staff. Uh good good upstairs even. Even even their uh their general mm-hmm. manager Brandon Bean. Yeah. You know, they they've got a good upstairs. They've built this team. But is it a number 3? Nate, what do you say? Is it a number? No. Three? Why do you say not? I say 6. Okay, I hear that. But why not a number 3? There's too many unknown variables in it. I mean, you got the quarterback, but the quarterback isn't the whole team. You got to have the foundation built around the quarterback. You need running backs. You need wide receivers. You need a solid O line. They, they just signed Hollister, though. Well, tight end. Yeah, yeah he's okay. Better than uh, Knox. Yeah. I mean. Maybe. I mean, Knox <laughs> wasn't giving them the numbers they needed. Right. You know, because I think a mobile, I, and I believe this about a mobile quarterback, mobile quarterbacks have to have great tight ends. Yeah. Because you, you need a running back. 
I don't know who their running back is. Somebody who's listening right now, send us is in it, the comments who their running back is. I don't feel like looking it up. Yeah. Well, I, I think mobile quarterbacks make good running backs better. Agreed. And Agreed. Uh, so so let me let me tell you my spill on Buffalo. So when I left Baltimore, I went to Buffalo. So when games. I got when I got to Buffalo, that was the first team, well the only team actually, where all the players, whether they were black or white, or whether they made twenty million dollars or one hundred thousand dollars, all hung out together. Love it. And from what I understand, that's still the case now. So I think with the talent that they have. And with that type of team chemistry, I think number three is where they should be. So the Bills Mafia was more than just the fans. It was it was the players. It's, well, it's, it's worse than New York. So it's not a lot of options, but each other. I I've, All right. So you, you played out there. I spent plenty of time in Niagara Falls. Uh, been to Buffalo several times. Let's go ahead and figure it out right now. Beanie Anderson's answer. Duffs or Anchor Bar? Neither. Oh, if, but if I had to choose between those two, it's Anchor Bar. Where you want to be is right down the street from the stadium. A little place called the Big Tree. The Big Tree. Well, I have to go check that one. I'm a I'm a food whore. I love and I love wings. So the the little tree. Hmm. The, the Big Tree. A Big Tree. The Big Tree, big tree. Down, down the street from the stadium. That's right. You may any given day you may see Thurman Thomas or Bruce Smith uh just sitting at the bar. What? Yeah, that, it, big tree. Big tree Thurman is the place. I remember watching Thurman Thomas as a kid and just mind boggled by him. He was just I don't know, like God, I've watched so many great NFL players. I want to call him the best running back I ever watched, but I can't do that because I've watched so many great ones. I don't know who right. the best I ever watched was. I really don't. So I, I don't know. Uh, three seems really high for them for me, but I do. I know. I mean, it's emotionally I could say it because I have family on the team, but it's a tough one also because you know that's such a fuck. It's such a, a toss up there. With, with a team like that and uh, whatever they've got yeah. going on. Yeah. All right. So, so Nate, you're saying a six. Beanie, you're saying three Three is solid. They, the chemistry on the field and off the field is the same thing. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with it. Uh, now, this is my – look. I'm going to tell you who number number two is. And I think you can guess who number one is after I tell you who number two is. And I'll give you three guesses, and the first two don't count. Number two, Tampa. Returning Super Bowl champions, Tampa. Yeah. Um, are, I don't know. How do you feel about a Super Bowl champion being called number two and not number one? Feeney. They should, de they should definitely be number one. Yeah, I don't like. Why would you do that? Like, it well, just like I don't get it. I mean, for who I think number one is, I understand. Hold on, Nate. Hold on, Nate. I want to hear Beanie's answer. Uh, you, I, I think number one. I think definitely, uh, Tampa should be number one. Um, 
I think their talent says that. I think their defense is only going to get better uh, with the young guys developing. Uh, and I'm, I'm saying that because I figured out who number one is. And uh, I don't understand how I can beat you in the game and then you are crowned better than me. Right. What were you going to say, Nate? I was going to say because who I think number one is, I understand why they're two. Because does Tom Brady still have it? Yes. As long as you don't let him throw uh, on the boat after the Super Bowl win. He's perfectly fine. He's he's a lightweight on the drinking, though, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't even know red meat. He's too, he's too busy doing the, uh, what is it, TB12 or whatever the hell it is? Right. He's too busy with and that. Kansas Go. City can't be a juggernaut. I mean, I, I kind of want to read this for a second. It says, the writing was already on the wall for the Bucks selected Kyle Tarsk in the second round of 2021, but Griffin had still maintained his spot as the third best quarterback on the team in terms of reps hierarchy. However, uh, Griffin threw two interceptions in the Bucks preseason opener against the Bengals, who are just garbage. God, can we move that team to, like, <laughs> Tanzania somewhere? Oh, it's so bad over there. Who that? Who that sucks? Oh, or, or what? And they're not who that. They're uh, who? What's the one from? Who, for his, who they? Who they? Who they? Who they? Who they? Nobody want to care. Uh, <laughs> uh, other than Bruce Aaron's doghouse, including running back Kashawn Vaughn and wide receiver Tyler Johnson, but both have responded with strong performances since getting called out. I, it's Tampa. They've got, they've got, uh, yeah, there it is. Uh, Nicholas got me with the who day. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. Put you up here. And uh, thank you for, for letting us know it's a good show. I'm glad you're enjoying it on YouTube. Uh, make sure you, you subscribe to this YouTube so you can keep enjoying it. Um, I just don't, I'm mind boggled by that. And you talked about Byron Leftwich. Is Byron Leftwich right now getting the best education of any offensive coordinator in the NFL? What do you think, Nate? You there, Nate? He's gonna be good. But as I as mean, Brian already. Do you Brian already has. Yeah, he, he. I mean, from what he's gaining from Brady, it's just gonna help him along the way. What do you think, Beanie? Uh, I think what they did probably around week 10 of last season when they had a, a merging of ideologies and came out with what they came out with, um, the old adage that iron sharpens iron, I think that's a perfect example. And I think uh, – We lost you, Beanie. You still there? Did you not – did you hear me? I said I heard last word I heard was coach. Yeah, I think well I was saying I think coach uh left which is well on his way to uh probably being a head coach pretty soon. Well that was gonna be with my next right. thing. Do, does does Byron Leftwich because that's that weird di- dichotomy there. So you're coaching who is considered as the greatest quarterback of, of this generation, of this era, you know, almost two eras. Guy's been in the NFL 20 years. Um, does that affect his resume 
going forward? You, I think I think he's going to have an opposite effect of what the guy in Kansas City, because everyone who watches Kansas City says, hey, Mahomes' talent, Mahomes' talent. Whereas with um, uh, Brady, is Brady's mind. And so I think uh, even though he's a fully developed quarterback and so on and so forth, I think Leftwich has really helped him to change his game to fit this new system. So, so for that, I think that's going to help him in contrast to the guy in Kansas City. Uh, I agree with that. And I think they should be number one. And, and I agree completely with both of you gentlemen. You don't win this. It's not like they won the Super Bowl and, and pulled a Florida Marlins, like win the World Series and then sell the team off. Right. They brought back a lot of talent. Yeah. You know, obviously some of those guys are going to leave. They've proven themselves. They're going to sign bigger contracts, other locations. They brought back most of the team, didn't they? Yeah, all starters are back. Every starter is back. Every starter. How are you not number one? Um, this is because of the oh, Pat Mahomes hype. Well, well, I don't even know if I want to call it the Patrick Mahomes hype as almost like ESPN creating their own news. Let's call well, them number two, and then people have this uh, conversation. Well, ESPN does do that. You got to justify those big TV contracts, man. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting thing, sidebar to a lot of this. How does it, does it hurt, you know, and you were in there, there, Beanie. I, I, I mean, I've heard the news and how it all works, but how much does it affect the NFL for a Tampa Bay and a Kansas City to be great and not a Dallas and a New York? Well, like you said, some teams just travel well. Dallas, the Cowboys are going to be Cowboys. They can win one game or 15 games. They're going to have their following. They're going to have their interest, their hype. You know, you're going to have people who just dislike the Cowboys. And that, that goes well with TV. Um, Giants with the New York uh, market. You know, you don't necessarily have to be in a major media market to be a, a major media player nowadays. So I think that the right. way we media has changed. And being in New York, maybe not, may not be as necessary as it once was all right i i i guess it you know we we i work i work a job where i work from home and i can deal with people globally from from right. home i get it no that makes sense especially do you like these nfl europe games like since well can't even call it nfl europe because it's not really because that was something we all grew up with but the right. nfl you know playing in london do you think that's bad for players I think it's I think it's bad for cities. I mean, you think about it. Um, yeah, for that one, you only get eight. Well, I don't know how many you get now, but you only get eight home games. So that's eight, it's eight opportunities out of the year for your whole city to come together in one place and and be on one accord. Think about it. What other place in our country, our great country, where people, no matter what they whatever their background, socioeconomic status, religious beliefs, put all that aside to cheer on one common cause. And then to take that from that city for that week, I think it's bad. I I can't. That is one of the most interesting outlooks that I've heard on that as far as 
um, someone's approach, because normally you hear the, you know, oh, well, it's taking money out of the city or, or this, that, and the other, but that is such a interesting outlook for that. I, I like that, Beanie. It's, you're affecting the city, but the camaraderie of the city because you've stolen something from them. That's right. I like it. Uh, you got any opinions on that, Nate? I agree with him, and on top of that, it's rough on the player to travel. That's what I was thinking about. You got different time zones, and you know, man, you, the fuels you're, you're, are different too. You're flying on a, a private jet, staying in a five-star hotel. Come on, man, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not overthink this. Silk sheets, right. silk sheets, masseuse. Uh, the best food you can think of. Uh, <laughs> no, man. It, it, I mean, it's it's what a, a eight hour flight. I, I, mean, I couldn't tell you. So it takes you, you know, two weeks not, by, by navy ship. And then and then you get the next week off. Also, oh, it's before a bye week. Exactly. Oh, do you? I didn't know that. Yeah. So come on now. Do you shit all over my all over the entire NFL and all the announcers and all the stuff that they've been saying about how bad it is and what an effect it has on the players? You just poo pooed on all of it. I mean, I just I just want to you know just be transparent. I mean, I love it. What who was the boxer? Benning tells it like it is. <laughs> I love it. That is so phenomenal. So. I, well, look, I mean, for those of you who are really bad at guessing and you can't figure out who it is, they have ranked the Kansas City Chiefs at ESPN as the number one power ranking team coming Skip into the Bayless season. Skip favorite. And I believe they were number one last year. I have to go back and check my numbers, but I believe they were number one last year. They were. And I take nothing away from these guys. Look, we're not talking – about a bullshit team. I mean, I might be able to throw the ball to Sammy Watkins and Tariq Hill. I mean, let's be real here. These are these are talents that any well, Lamar's team, throwing it to Sammy Watkins now. You know. Oh, that's right. He was he I did that's right. Sammy's over on see again, all the changes. But I mean, this is a team that I mean why can't they win another? Why why haven't they won another one? I guess is is really the the question is is why haven't they won another one? I have an answer. What's your answer, Beanie? I know my answer. Uh, my answer is defense wins championships. Defense mm -hmm. and all defense and offensive line play wins championships. Uh, that's the bottom line. You look at the, the Super Bowl from last year. Defense. Strong defense. Defense. I mean, uh, I think, and no, no offense to Andy Reid, but let's just be honest, right? Let's call it for what it is. Andy Reid is one of the most innovative guys to, to be on the NFL sideline. Andy Reid doesn't have a great track record in winning the big games. No. Mm -mm. So, I mean, we are we sure that him winning it wasn't just the right place, right time? Did he catch lightning in a bottle? Fair, uh, that's a fair question. Nicholas says they, they like NFL in Europe. Who's your, you have to tell us, Nicholas, who your team is over there. Let us know who, who, who your, your big team is. Hopefully it's a Ravens. Um, 
that's a that's an interesting one. Did he catch lightning in a bottle for the for the one? Is there more to it? Is there somebody they should have traded for that was in the open market that they missed out on? I mean, when I when I when I look at Kansas City's defense, like I said, I get I get all I get all their games here in St. Louis. Uh, they're very undisciplined, and they take a lot of plays off. And so Mahomes is able to cover up for a lot of that. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm not buying it. Uh, I don't know if they necessarily have a player problem. They may actually have a culture problem. Do you believe – now, this is my, my opinion. I think the worst thing that you could ever call a coach, and when you hear this, they deserve to be fired. And if you look at the greatest coaches in NFL history, you've never said this about them. Is Andy Reid a player's coach? Yeah, absolutely. Got to go then. I'm sorry. Anytime I've ever heard a coach called a player's coach, He's got to go. You're not fit for it. Well, well, you know what? I don't know. And I'm going to tell you why, because the, the players of this generation, right, they have to be handled in a, in a, a way that's, that's pretty different. You know, even from the way that they're taught, being taught in school, the way that they learn things, is totally different. Whereas we relied on our coaches to tell us information. These guys rely on coaches to explain the information to them. So a player coach has the patience to sit down and explain it. Whereas more old school is like, do it this way. So I think the player coach has evolved. And I think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's not necessarily a bad thing anymore. Okay. Because I always, because like I, I remember back in the day, if you called a guy, well, he's a real players kind of coach. Everybody yeah. likes him. He's a real players kind of coach. Your team sucks. Your coach sucks. And get fire everybody now and restart next year because you're you're screwed six ways from Sunday. It was bad. Yeah. I mean, but 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 look at look at the workforce, right? So the NFL workforce it mirrors the other everybody else workforce. You got the this this generation of workers. You got to kind of coax them into working. You can't just say, this is what it is. This is what, this is what we do. This is where it's at. Then let's do it. it don't work like that with people. Mm-hmm. I, I do staffing for a living. I staff oh, well, yeah. for yes. a living. So, you know. So, yeah, this right up your alley. Oh, oh, that's a whole nother show you and I can do. We don't even <laughs> have to talk about the NFL. We can just, you get whatever you're, if you have a beverage of choice or mm-hmm. whatever it is. We'll just sit down. You, next time you're in Albany, New York, I'll get us two bourbons and some cigars, and we can just commiserate. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, I don't know what Andrew's doing, but Cheryl, who is his, uh, his bride, is, is letting us know. He says it doesn't matter. Mahomes and Brady were both on the cover of Madden, so they're both cursed with the Madden curse this year. <laughs> uh, is the Madden curse real, Nate? Ed Reed would never go on that cover. Lamar was on there. He got hurt. He got hurt. The Madden. Ray got hurt. Ray got hurt. Yeah. Ray, Ray. And then Deshaun Watson wasn't he on it? 
Yes. Palomalu got hurt. See what happened to him. What Beanie, would you ever they go said no, thank you? What do you think that payday's like? To be on the cover? Yeah, is that a good payday, you think? So, I'm gonna tell you what's better than that. What's that? So I'm a school teacher, right? Okay. And the kids could care less about film. Only thing they want to know is what was your Madden rating? <laughs> What was your Madden rating, brother? I got to know. Uh, Man, so I told the kids, and see, this is, so I'm thinking, no way they find out. And I I, I did not know. And I was like, yeah, man, I was probably like an 80-something. Man, I think I was like a, a 65 or 70 or something. And, man, those kids never let me hear the end of it. Wow. So, wow. yeah, if I if I could be on the cover of Madden, absolutely. <laughs> That is the greatest. I love it. Oh, uh, Nicholas, let us know. He's he's a Bengals. At least, look, Nicholas, we're not Bengals fans here, but I will give you this. One of my oldest, closest friends who lives in Baltimore still to this day is a Bengals fan. There's a whole group of us that when we didn't have a Baltimore team for a long stretch, we picked other teams. Um, I used to be a Steelers fan because we, before we had a team. I had no choice. Because I wasn't going to be a Deadskins fan. That wasn't happening. That was never going to be allowed in my house. Not my parents. <laughs> they were like, What was Nick? Uh, Nicholas says he's a uh, Bengals fan. No, the other net. You know who? Uh, no, I don't. No, who you talking about? Dundalk Nick. Dundalk Nick. I, you got to make. Oh, he was. I, you know what? I'll have to ask him. I don't know. I'll have to ask him. Cheryl, keep your Steelers, Cheryl. Look, I was when I was a kid, I was uneducated and didn't understand the qualities of life, like how to wash your hands. You were confused, man. It's okay. It happens. Don't start, Cheryl. I love Cheryl. You drank the Kool-Aid. Well, I needed my my cut. Look, Beanie, you want to tell you want to tell you how you know I'm from Baltimore and from like the city and everything? You want to know what my cousin's uh, name was? My okay. Go, my cousin's name is Bumper. <laughs> you know, because he used to keep his gum on the bumper of his bicycle uh. and still chew it. So his name is Bumper. So we're going to get ready to put a bow on this, gents. But I want to get so I think we all kind of can agree the overpowered team in this was Green Bay. Can, are, are any of us disagreeing in that? No. Nate? Oh. Okay. So who is your underpowered team? I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go first because I want to get it out of the way and I want to hear what you gents are saying. But and they, my underpowered team, now nah, my underpowered team, like we that's kind of you know, as much as that's bullshit, and I think they should be number one. My truly underpowered team, I'm gonna say the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. I think they're putting the Cowboys at 12. Um I think I have to get Baltimore. Even though they're number six, you're, you're thinking they should be what? At least three or four. Three or four. I mean, that's – I mean, you're really – I mean, when you're getting that close, I mean, that really does say something. But I, I think that the Cowboys truly are a top ten team. I mean, they there's no other quarterback ownership. like Mahomes except Lamar. Yeah, I, but I – I, I hear you on that, but, but do you th- – I mean – I don't know. What do you think, Beanie? I, I'm gonna go out on the ledge 
All right, and I know this is going to be a very unpopular pick in Baltimore, but I think this team has a, a really, really strong defense yeah. and really strong offensive line. I'm going to go with the Colts. I think the Colts could be a top-10 team. <laughs> Do you, do you remember what's special about when the Colts come to Baltimore, Beanie? Do you remember what's special? They they only came once while I was playing. Do you know they're the they're the only team that when they come into town, when they put them up on the scoreboard, they won't put Colts. They put yeah. Indy. I-N-D-Y. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you I do remember. Guess what? Jim Irsay and his coked out kid. No one likes. Yeah. You. Not even your yeah. family. May yeah. a Mayflower truck run you over. <laughs> I still remember that from 1983 as a kid and my father being like, what is going on? My father was, my father didn't cry, but he was visually angry. So you're saying now, now they rank here. I'll tell you where they put the Colts at in this. They put the Colts at 14. Uh, Blankenship sits uh, seed has been warm since he missed a field goal, three-point playoff with the uh, Bills, capping off a rookie season. Um, Colts made it clear that Blankenship didn't have the job locked up. So they're talking about – I mean, they're talking about their kicker. Um, where do you put him at, Beanie? I put him in at 10. If Wentz can stay healthy, I put him at 10. So I you're think saying that, Car- Carson? Carson Wentz? Really? Is he yeah. a flash in the pan, Carson Wentz? Say it again? You're saying Carson Wentz, right? That's their quarterback now? That is their quarterback. But isn't he really a flash in the pan? I think – I don't think he has to be great for them to be at number 10. I think they have enough pieces around him that as long as he doesn't suck, <laughs> he can. they can be at number 10. His job right. is, is to not lose the game. The this, I mean, the third greatest quarterback in in Raven history. That's all he had to do. You know, the third greatest quarterback was that was uh, in my opinion, Correct. the greatest quarterback ever to play in the state of Florida, Trent Dilford. You know, you know he's you know he's the best to play in Florida, right, Beanie? Better than Dan Marino. At the University of Florida? In the state of Florida. Better than Dan Marino. So, you say he's better than Dan Marino? Yeah, better than Dan Marino. You mean to prove it? Yeah, prove it. How many rings Dan got? How many rings? <laughs> he doesn't have any. He doesn't have rings? any. How many rings did Trent Dilford have? He, got, he has... He has one, but he has an asterisk by his, and it says Ray Lewis on his <laughs> ring. Hey, he also has the distinction of being the only quarterback ever to lead a team to a Super Bowl win and be traded the next season. Did you know so, that? I mean, that's that's that's, that's real Trent difference. <laughs> Oh, God, do you remember when he came to Paul? Were you there for the Elvis Gerbeck days, Beanie? That was my first year. Oh, God. And, um... Yeah. So, remember, I remember I'm, I'm from St. Louis. So, I knew him. I knew of him. I'll tell you this story, man. 
And uh, and if he's listening, he's listening. I don't care. If he's so, listening, please comment. So, uh, about a, two years ago, right before COVID, the NFL had uh some high school coaches at a coaches clinic in Indianapolis, right? So I blocked my first year in Baltimore. I think I started fifteen games, maybe fourteen games. So Elvis Gerbeck was my quarterback for 14 games. I saw him at the at the, the conference in Indy. He didn't know who I was. No. Like like you like he uh, I'm sorry, sir. I don't know you. I mean, oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You know, one of those deals. Wow. Now I can remember when he came to town. Like they touted every stat that he had out of San Francisco, like he was he was the second coming. He was the second coming. He was going to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. We were going. We were, he's going to do it all. Well, all the United type they had behind him. Here's, here, do you remember what Shannon Sharp said about Elvis? No. He said he threw a better ball than John Elway. Really. I'm not an LA yeah. fan though. When we went out to Denver to play uh to play the Broncos that year during that week of, of media, Shannon said Elvis threw a better ball than John Elway. Wow. And he caught from both of them. So he would know. Really, were you there for Bowler also? Yeah, I was there for uh Kyle Bowler. Kyle. Yeah. yeah. That that look, we we're gonna get ready to put a bow on this. Because we got to pull the lights down on, at the bar. It's time to close the bar up here at the Above the Bar podcast. For all of you that are listening, please make sure you like and subscribe. Beanie, do you have any kind of programs going on out there, any websites, anything you're supporting that these folks need to go out and find? Um, support education. Support education and support. Uh, a lot of students are going back to school this year. Um after a year with the COVID and teachers, if you see a kid on the bus stop or somewhere, honk your horn and wave at them. A lot of these kids are carrying so much, so much, so many things, so many uh, insecurities based off of coming from COVID. Plus, it's just tough as hell to be a teenager nowadays with social oh, yeah. media. Um, yeah, give them a, an encouraging word. And I love to hear that. So, you know, and, and we got Beanie coming back, folks, on October 13th. October 13th, Beanie's going to come on. We may talk a little bit of NFL. I want to hear more about Beanie, what it was like coming up. I, I've heard stories about, you know, wine and dine for college players compared to a job as an NFL player. That's kind of the way it was explained mm -hmm. to me. Uh, we're going to get into some of those things. We're going to get into what he's been involved in. Nathan, who has been just an absolute supporter of our show, yep. helped make this happen for us. He is a phenomenal man. He can't play fantasy football to save his life. All he drafts yeah, is right. he's got 25 kickers on his team. Bullshit. I keep, trying, I keep trying to explain to him, not just because they kick the ball, you can't just keep kick, getting kickers. We'll try to help him out one day. Can you tell Beanie that we're in the same fantasy league? <laughs> I can tell you. You can tell. Um, but but Nathan has been such a great supporter of this team. Uh, Nathan, you got anything you're supporting? Anything you got coming up? Not really. I'll keep you posted. 
So if he's got anything, he's going to let us know. Uh, Nicholas, who, who enjoyed our, our great show uh, from overseas today, uh, you have to let us know where, where you're coming to uh, with us. We've both uh, we've all enjoyed having you here. Uh, Nate, Andrew, Andrew, Media by Dibble. Make sure if you, you got any media needs, mm. let him know. He can do it all. Uh, he can make it happen. Coming up this week, folks, uh, as we get ready to close this up, we have uh, Beanie, you like to eat? I know Beanie's down to a double X, folks. My man is down to a double X. Well, how big? Yeah, is man. Beanie? How big? So, I, you know, man, I grew up in a different era, right? So, what I grew up in a baggy clothes era. Do you remember that when you just? Oh yeah. Big... How old are you, Beanie? So I, I, how old are you, Beanie? I, I'm forty. I'm forty four. I'm forty five. So I never really knew what size I wore. I just wore whatever the biggest size they had. So uh um, jeans for everybody. So yeah, man. So I'll just put it like this. I am below my max fine weight. <laughs> so if I was to get a call from an NFL team, they could not find me because of my weight. That is phenomenal. Well, coming up this uh this upcoming Wednesday, 8 p.m., we have a man named David Page. Uh two-time Emmy Award winner who wrote a book called Food Americana mm. uh, or Americana Food that talks about food trends in the U.S. and how they've shifted in, with culture. So maybe you, if you got time, brother, come join us. We'll have to find each other on Facebook and come join us and, uh, okay. and, and enjoy this and, and see if it's something that's up your alley. Uh, oh, I yeah, do, man. I got to get out to St. Louis. I got to have ribs. I have St. Louis ribs. I got to teach you guys how to make ribs. Yeah, you ever had toasted ra- toasted ravioli? I so that's the hill, right? That's the hill, yeah. I've heard of it. I've never had it. And for those of you like, see, I w- I'm trying to close it, but for a moment, there's a neighborhood in St. Louis I want to go to called the Hill. This is an all Italian neighborhood, very similar in Baltimore to Little Italy, but they mm-hmm. call it the Hill in St. Yeah. Louis that has just incredible Italian food. Tell me how good toasted raviolis are, Beanie. So they're they're deep fried ravioli. Oh, deep fried ravioli. Um, that's the that's the most. That sounds good. That's the simplest, most generic definition. Uh, they're really just uh, rectangles of deliciousness. <laughs> well, if you ever get out here, now I know you played in Buffalo. Did you ever get down to Utica? Uh no, I never got to Utica. Bro, Utica, I, I love my Baltimore little Italy Italian mm-hmm. food. Like, you know, like uh you know, uh Sabatini's, places like that. Right. But Utica has some of the best Italian food I've ever had. They have like a crazy Italian area. They do these things called chicken riggies and new mm. greens that are just insane good. They like have their own like Italian like things. Right. It's so good. Well, we're gonna talk like fat kids on October thirteenth, <laughs> like chocolate cake fat kids on October thirteenth. That uh, sounds great. I'm loving it, gentlemen. Season kicks off coming up here. I I doubled uh, my my iPad closed on me. Uh, so season k- is kicking off. I believe it said it was Tampa Bay and Dallas. Let's see uh, on this Thursday. Let's see. Uh, NFL schedule. Yep, it's Dallas at Tampa Bay, eight twenty this Thursday. Uh, Beanie, who wins? 
Tampa by seven. Tampa by seven. Nate. Tampa. By, 14. by 14. Fuck, he's blowing them out. I'm going to go Dallas by three. Mm. Just to be different. So, gentlemen, as we always do here at the Above the Bar podcast, the uh, guests get the last word. Beanie, you got to give me a couple minutes after the show ends. I just need to get something from you. Nate, what's your last word? You I'm good, something? brother. <laughs> you got You don't have a last word for the guest, for the host or anything? No, I don't have a last word. I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> All right. Beanie, what's the last word you got for us, brother? Go Ravens. And, hey, subscribe to this uh, YouTube channel. Tune back into this podcast. Thank you, brother. All righty, folks. Be sure to push your stool in. This has been an Earplug Podcast presentation found on EarplugPodcast.com, iTunes, SoundCloud, and wherever your favorite podcasts are found.